0: the open source creative podcast episode 25 the open content question part one this is the open source creative podcast a podcast where i ramble on about creativity process and open source software during my work commute i'm jason van gumster your host and driver hey folks a bit longer episode here, and uh, in fact, I mentioned it in the show a couple times, but I'm going to be revisiting this topic a few times this year, I think. I I actually would have kept going longer rambling about this, but I, I got to the end of my commute, so I had to stop. Oh, what is the topic you might ask? Or may- maybe you won't ask because it's kind of in the title. And anyhow, it's it's about open content licensing for creative work and really making the business case for releasing work, specifically written work, under an open content license, like one of the Creative Commons li- variations, and I outline what those are in the show. I, I think the case for nonfiction work is pretty easy to make. For fiction, though, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. Also, I wanted to thank everyone for answering my poll which on which domain name I should pick as the new the, the home for the Open Source Creative. Uh, as of this recording, opensourcecreative.org is ahead, although opensourcecreative.world was an early crowd favorite and still has some numbers behind it. So I'm going to keep the poll open until the end of the week, let's say January 14th. So if you haven't responded to the poll yet, I'd certainly appreciate it if you will. The, the link is in the show notes. Now, let's get on with it. Oh, we're going to toast marshmallows, are we? Could be. All right, so uh, I'm driving at a slightly different time today, so uh, my commute might be no, might be longer than average. We'll see. We'll see how, and it's we'll also see how well I can fill the time, which is good because I have a topic that uh, I want to get into that actually I, I may talk about this particular topic on on more than one episode. Maybe not back to back to back. Maybe not on like a series of these, but uh, over the, the course of the next handful of episodes, at least probably for a while uh, I'll probably be touching on this topic, and that is the notion of open content, and open, open source, not open source, but creative, creative commons licenses, specifically, open content licenses, and specifically the, the variety that are creative commons, and I guess the first thing I need to do is, I'm, I mean, this is the open source creative podcast, so there, there's a little assumption here that you, uh, (laughs) You, you might be well versed in some of these things, but for those of you who aren't, I mean, there there is a chance that there are people who listen to, my, to the Open Source Creative Podcast who who aren't familiar with the concept of open, of open content. And so, open content is to what we create as open source licensing is to the tools that we use to create it. So, where we where tools like Blender, Linux in general, uh, GIMP, Inkscape, Creta these these are all released under open source licenses like the GPL, uh, like G, like BSD license, Apache license, the whole gamut of, of open source licenses that are, that are out there. While those tools are released really under there, when it comes to the stuff that you create with those tools, typically, well, I don't think, actually, without exception, I don't think there are any exceptions to this. Anything you create in an open source program, the things that you create are still your copyright. They're still yours to... Exploit however you see fit. You could sell them. Uh, they don't. Whatever you create doesn't have to be shared for free. Is my point. And the files don't have to be freely distributed. That's 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 not part of the the agreement. The tools you use are free and open source, and have and even the source code is available for modification. But what you create with those tools, that's your intellectual property. That's under your personal copyright. But with Creative Commons licenses, you have the ability to license your work in such a way that it follows the the open source, free software uh, ideology. I guess is the best way, best best word. So you have you know the the, the CC zero, Creative Commons zero, is basically public domain. The only difference between regular public domain and CC0 is that public domain gets enacted after copyright expires. And yes, copyright does expire. It just, right now, I think it's the the creator's life plus 70 years, and then it can be managed by a, by a mistake, and then it gets a little wacky. And, but copyrights do actually expire, despite some of them, the copyright, being extended further probably than it it needs to be currently. So when the copyright expires that work does go into the public domain but if I mean if you want the work you create now to be public domain anybody can use it for whatever reason they want and you don't care or you care that whatever your, your motivations are if you want your work to immediately be in public domain then you can use a Creative Commons zero license a CC zero license for your work. And I, I should do a little background here. I've been thinking a lot about open content because I'm i am going to be, as I said in the last, I think two episodes, I'm going to, especially the last episode with the goals and whatnot, or yeah, with the goals and whatnot, I'm going to be releasing a lot more content this year. And so I've been thinking a lot about open content and open content licenses and those sorts of things. So that's, that's, that's why this is at the forefront of my mind and why it likely will be for for, for quite some time this year, and I'll likely be asking for your advice and help on this. So whenever you hear this, pour it on. I, I love the feedback on it. But in any case, so CC0, that's public domain. Then you've got CC BY, the uh, Creative Commons BY, or that's the shorthand for Creative Commons Attribution License, which basically says that when you release a, a, a piece of, of creative work, under a Creative Commons attributions license, attributions, attribution license, not the duplicate form, but the singular form, then anybody can use or reuse or even redistribute your work as long as they give you credit for creating the, the initial work. So if I make a 3D model and somebody uses that, that takes that 3D model and creates a character rig and shares that that rigged character with the rest of the world then they at least have to say that they can sell it they can they can they don't even have to sell the rig they don't even have to make their rig uh freely available or anything or even my model freely available they just have to say that jason van gumster created that model same thing with an illustration you know that that's a process sort of thing for derivative works. A derivative work is a work that's created from, from another work. It's pretty straightforward in that regard. But if somebody takes, for instance, a a painting or an illustration or a drawing that I've done, and either does a paint over, redraws over top of it, or uh, uses it as background art in a, you know, they print it out and use it in the background of a, of a film, or it gets as, a, a, as an image on a website, as long as, they give proper attribution as long as they say, and you, you can stipulate with it with a CC by li- license, with a CC, with a Creative Commons attribution license, attribution license. I don't know why I keep pluralizing attribution. With a Creative Commons attribution license, you uh, as long you can stipulate exactly how you want to be attributed, how you want to be credited. So you can say, you know attribution needs to state my name and my website or attribution needs to just state my name or my name and my email address or you know my my name and my shoe size if that happens to be the way you want it to do it because it's because copyright law is based in contract law and the licensing of your intellectual property the licensing of your content of your 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 copyrighted work is all under contract law you can stipulate how that attribution happens and, and that's a, what's one of the kind of the complications a bit with Creative Commons licenses is that everybody may want to be attributed slightly differently and you have to keep on top of, of those sort of things. And it does often require that you, guess what, contact the person, right? You know, there's it's just because something is released under a Creative Commons license doesn't mean you can't email them directly and say, look, I'm gonna be using your, your work, what's the best way that you want me to attribute this? Or, you know, I'm using, I'm using your work I'm using your, your, your illustration or your 3D model, your rigged character in a television commercial. Television commercials don't have credits. How would you like me to give you attribution? Would you like me to post it on YouTube with, with your name and the attribution credits there? Or, or is this not gonna be a possibility? You know, this is where you have a one-on-one conversation with somebody. So that's, the, that's CC by, that's CC Creative Commons Attributions. Now there's also Creative Commons Share Alike, CCSA which is a lot like the the GPL on the software side of things. So what that basically says is, anybody can take your work and reuse it and redistribute it as long as they freely redistribute it as well. So you can, you, you give your work away and as long as anybody who takes your work and makes a change from it, as long as that change is also freely redistributed, then, so then, then, then everything's cool then they adhere to the license and you can do combinations of these you can't do like cc zero with something else because obviously public domain is public domain is public domain but cc you can do a cc by sa so that means that i can do a creative commons attribution share alike license that means that if you take my work and decide to redistribute it or make a derivative work based on it then you have to attribute me as the, uh, give me attribution, give me credit as the original creator, and also you have to share your work alike. You have to freely share your work the same way that I did. That's what share alike means, and that's what the attribution share alike combination means. There's a, oh, and then the the third variation on that was, is CCNC, that's Creative Commons Non-Commercial. So that means that anybody can reuse your work so long as they don't, use it for commercial reasons. They don't use it to make money. Now, the non-commercial, there is some ambiguity in the language as to what commercial means. So, obviously, taking a photograph that I, if if I take a photograph of something and put it under a CCNC license, you can't take that photo and post it yourself on a stock photo website and get money from it because that, that, that would obviously be against the non-commercial part of the license. You're commercially using that photo directly as part of your redistribution scheme. So that, that obviously is is not something that, that, that would be permitted by that. But the, the non-commercial gets a little bit hairy when when you're talking a little bit about derivative works or, or works for, for portfolio. So maybe I make a a self-promotional animation say my my animation demo reel and i have a personal animation product project that that uses somebody's creative commons non-commercial licensed model and rig if i use that in my my as part of my own promotional material no i'm technically not making any money directly off of that but i am using it to market myself and will ultimately make, you know, hopefully somebody likes that work and and may hire me or or, or uh or that sort of thing and that that would be a commercial like that's a like a, a that's not directly commercial, but there is a, a commercial intent behind it. And there's not as far as I know, there's no like legal clarity on that. They're what they're they are what they they wanna wait for the courts to make a decision on that. And that requires lawsuits and that requires case law. And so that part hasn't been refined by the court system. So you're kind of playing fast and loose there if, on on if somebody uses a non-commercial license on 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 their work same thing goes and so you can release music you see a lot of music released on a, on a non-commercial license because you, you know people don't want you obviously to resell their work and make money off of it if they've given it out for free but if you make a movie that's a personal movie that's not being sold but you're using it to promote yourself you know that that's that's a bit again that's a bit of a gray area it's not technically commercial but it is kind of a commercial if it, especially if it's self-promotional it is kind of a commercial endeavor so gray areas right and so that 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 needs to find its way through the courts but if you stay away from the obvious stuff it's you know it also requires somebody to sue so if you're confident no one's going to sue you then maybe you can get away with it that's one of the funny weird things about copyright law there is one. There is one more. I don't think there's any more beyond that. But there's one more. There's a. There is a no derivatives clause, or no derivatives variant of the Creative Commons license. Now remember what I said. A derivative is if I were to take a piece of work and make changes to it. So going back to the music thing, then there's a bit of a gray area here. But listen to me. Uh, if I were to take a piece of music. And sample a piece out of it and produce another piece of music based on that sample, that would obviously be a derivative work, right? So if I, if, if I have a CCND, Creative Commons No Derivatives license, I can't, uh, if I have a piece of music that's under a, a CCND license, then I can't do that, right? It gets a little bit hairier when you're traversing media, right? So if, if I'm taking a piece of music and I want to put it, as a score in a film that I make, technically the film I need to make sure I get this right. Get, granted, I'm not a lawyer. talk to lawyers when you you know get get an actual lawyer on this. I have to put my the not a standard not a lawyer disclaimer on here. but I'm, my understanding of it is that unless you're talking about a music video, the film isn't technically a derivative work of the music. Uh, if you're doing a music video, obviously that's a derivative work because it's it's directly related to the music. But if, if you're using the music as part of a score and it's not, you know, you can sort of get away with, with hot swapping any musical piece in there, then again, you're in a little bit of a legal gray area where you may or may not be able to use that piece of CC&D licensed work in your piece. Now, that said, you'll see a lot of stuff. If you go searching for Creative Commons licensed music or images or those sort of things you'll see a st- lot of stuff that's licensed creative commons attribution share alike no derivatives non-commercial right that's a that's a cc by NC nd license that's almost as good as making it a completely proprietary license for the for the stuff right i can't i can i i have to give attribution uh i have to also share it freely i can't use it commercially and i can't make a derivative of it that's, in my, in my personal opinion, while that's beautifully beautiful and explicit, it kind of goes against the whole open content thing, right? It's, it's no longer really all that open. It's, it's a pretty locked down license if somebody piles all four of those things on their thing. Of course, it's anybody's prerogative how they license it. You could You could just as easily do all rights reserved, right? That's your traditional copyright, all rights reserved, Nobody can, can do anything with my work unless they specifically ask me and I give them uh, permission to do so and maybe they pay me, right? That's, that's traditional copyright. That's all rights reserved. So for me, the, the, the sort of the most laid back, besides CC0 and just going public domain, the, the most kind of laid back version of the license is CC by, CC attribution. Just, just say I did it right if if you want to make sure that the other people share things the same sort of way then uh, sorry ccsa is is the is the other way of going there usually trying to use a a a non-commercial or a no derivatives license for me that 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 flies in the spirit of non-commercial not so not as much i can see the logic behind it but for me the non-commercial and no derivatives variants of Creative Commons license. They don't have from for, for me as a person who would would create content, those two licenses don't have a lot of value to me. They don't have a lot of use to me. Now if, if I was just consuming, like you know, listening to music and want to listen to music from a from a band or whatever, then or want to you know share somebody's art on the web or whatever, then yeah, then then and that, if that's all you want someone to do is just basically give you free publicity. Then, then yeah I guess I guess the non-commercial or, or no derivatives licenses are are the way you want to go they just as somebody who who creates work the non-commercial and, and no derivatives variants don't don't speak a lot of use to, to what 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 is what I think is a real value of open content and one of the biggest values in open content is the ability to take just like with open with, with open source software is to take the work and and Update it, modify it, change it, uh, and 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 create that 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 additional work. And yeah, maybe maybe using it for commercial purposes is 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 on the list, right? I mean that people have to eat, <laughs> and so you know you don't necessarily want to relegate creative work to to just hobby hobby behavior. So that's why I'm I'm personally I wouldn't go more than than I, I don't think we'll get into that in a little bit. But I personally and, and I'm a big, my I'm a my fandom for creative source license for creative source for creative commons licenses is on is on the attribution and share alike uh, variants more on the attribution share alike is nice but it, I think for me it requires specific use cases now why is this on the forefront of my mind you might find yourself asking other than the fact that I kind of gave a hint to that earlier again this year I'm planning on releasing a lot of content and a lot of it in the form of writing now the, the previous books that I'd written are are they were they were written for a publisher so technically the publisher holds that copyright uh, I'm the author but they, they own the copyright they own the trademark so the the for dummies brand and whatever that that's their thing uh, and and so that's an all rights reserved sc- scenario and I can't do a whole lot about that uh, even if I even if I could buy and I think I might contractually be able to but even if I buy the rights back to the content of say Blender for Dummies, the For Dummies brand is trademarked, which means I couldn't really use For Dummies. I'd have to basically wash the text of anything that says For Dummies. And, and maybe even go so far as washing it for, for the same voice that gets used in, in For Dummies books. I think they've trademarked that as well. So it's it, it gets, when you start working with publishers, it gets to be it can be a bit of a, a bit of hairiness, right? I mean, I have my own voice when writing, but they, they, they actually have documentation on, on what a, what a, what a, what a dummy's book is supposed to sound like. Now I add my own personal flair and variations to that and that stuff would obviously stay, but the point of the matter is that the stuff that's being released, that, that's been, that I've written thus far, that's been published is all, all rights reserved stuff. And the stuff that I plan on get, releasing this year i'm 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 very much in the mindset of of exploring open content licenses for them. and that's both on the fiction and the nonfiction side nonfiction and ironically, there's a better business case for using open content licenses for nonfiction than there is for for fiction and I'll get into that and that's where I have a bit of a quandary as well. so I want to release and this is part of the poll that I launched last, last week for what domain name I should choose for Open Source Creative. By the way, as of about an hour ago, opensourcecreative.world was winning, but I think it just recently, opensourcecreative.org has started to gain popularity. So it's still a race. I'm going to keep the poll open at least until Friday. Uh, the tw- days 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th. I think Friday the fourteenth of January. I have to check the calendar, but we'll say the fourteenth of January or the fifteenth of January. One of those two, I think. In any case, with that domain, one of the things I want to do is is I have a series of books I want to put out that are specific to producing work using open source software, and a bunch of and I and um, I have a like I said last week, I have a number of books that are that are in various stages of completion, and so I want to release each of those, each of those pieces under a Creative Commons license. And likely, I'm thinking it'll be Creative Commons Attribution. Maybe Creative Commons Attribution share alike. I haven't fully decided the, the way I wanna do that. But like I said, there's, there's a, there's a, there's, it makes sense to do this. I can still take those books that I, that I produce and I can still sell them on my website, on Amazon, on Kobo, uh, both an ebook and print form and, and whatever I can sell them. And for, for, for whatever I want really, but at a, at a a fair price, but when people get them either by purchasing them or by, uh, by downloading them elsewhere, they, they're, they're free to redistribute them to anybody else for free. Or if they want to, if they want to Charge themselves—they're—they're they're allowed to do that as well. And there's a number of reasons why I want to—I'd want to do that. One, I like open content. The concept of open content—I'm a big fan of. Uh, I think educational information, like the stuff that I want to put in those books, should be available and e- as easily accessible to folks as, as possible. And a Creative Commons license allows that. And so, yeah, I can. I can offer it for sale for people who can afford who can afford it and who would like would like to throw money at me. <laughs> yeah. um, but for, for people who live in places where they where they can't afford it. And I say places meaning places in their lives or geographic places where where they can't afford it, there there is also the possibility and option that they can get, get that kind of content for free. And then there's in my in my, my opinion, there is not enough written documentation, written content for using even closed tools, but especially if we're using open source tools to to create stuff. The 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 video tutorial market has has exploded over the last ten years and has has really started to has has definitely in volume dominated the type of content you would you used to see in uh, in books and, and those sort of things. And I'm not disparaging video, because video is a very powerful medium, but video is not nearly as easy to search or index or or quickly find what you're what you're looking for. Uh, and so there's I still think there's 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 definite value in, in having written or printed material that 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 covers these sorts of things. So that's that's my high horse and that's why that's why I want to want to produce that. But the other part of it is that a lot of open source tools and technology in general is a fast fast moving target trying to keep these books entirely up to date by myself would be a a, especially for the number of books I want to write would be a monumental undertaking so if in in a year in two years somebody look comes across one of these these open source creative books that I write and says you know what you wrote that thing on 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 3D printing in Blender, which is one of the ones using Blender for 3D printing. So you wrote that on there, but Blender 2.8 came out and the entire interface is completely different. Well, if I don't personally have the, the, the time to update the book, the book is out of date and very quickly stops being useful. But because it's under a Creative Commons license, if somebody else says, hey, I've gone ahead and updated all the screenshots with the new UI, then... Guess what? That book is is available for, and you know, I could incorporate those changes in, in in the content of the book, or I could not. Right? In any case, those changes get get propagated to uh, and updated for for everyone to, to work with. And I think that's there's a, there's real value in that. I'm going so far as to consider taking the content, once the books are are done, taking the books and pushing them to GitHub. So that people can can issue pull requests on the books, I mean they're they're under a, they're under a Creative Commons license. People could modify, update, them, change them. Find my spelling mistakes, perhaps take quibbles with my grammar. Oxford comma for the win, by the way. Uh, <laughs> um, they you can make those kinds of. People could make those kinds of uh, suggestions and modifications to, to any of these things. And that would be a, a, a perfectly valid venue for people to get updated versions of the books. Or if people can't afford to purchase them, that would be a free, a free venue for them to, to obtain them. And since I do all of my writing these days in Markdown anyway, it kind of works out really nicely. So the more I think about it, the more that makes sense for nonfiction to be... Under a Creative Commons license, one, it's educational, informational. Two, it, it's it can be community updated. Three, the that information being informational, information is is something that is valuable to everybody, and this is for software that is available to everybody. So it, it's sort of it's it's on brand, if you will, and 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 there is a culture in the free and open source community for, for, you know, I, I, I have no illusions on making an income from these kinds of books. Well, but then again, when it comes to technical writing, unless you're putting out large volumes of these books, nobody makes their income solely off of them, right? They're, they're, most people, when they write a, a technical book, like, the ones that I have, for instance, they're 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 not really money makers. If they if they if they get published through a traditional publisher, most of them never pay back. You know, never sell enough to pay back the royalty that was given to to write them. I'm fortunate in that every book that I've written, as far as I know, I have to double check my statements, but every book that I've written that's been published has paid back the advance that I got for for writing the book and that's I'm pretty proud of that and that is a that is a rare thing normally you don't make and granted it it made back the money for the advance and yeah I still received some royalties on it but we're not talking gigantic sums of money not nothing not not really anything anyone could live off of at least not in the states (laughs) so it's not you don't, most people don't have a career writing these kinds of books, writing this kind of material. These books end up being more like calling cards, portfolios, very long-winded business cards than, than, than products for sale, right? And yeah, so, so on a personal level, yeah, I'd be writing these, my, my motivation for writing these is one, I like to teach, I like to put information out, um, and I and and from a selfish standpoint, I like people thinking of me as somebody who gives information that's valuable and useful and blah 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 blah. I like teaching and I like being thought of as a teacher. So from an egotistical standpoint, that's that's a big motivator on there. The the but that said, because of the nature of these kinds of books, they they. They can be lucrative on a on a, not lucrative not big time lucrative but they can make some amount of money. I might be able to you know buy a couple coffee coffees each month based on the based on the sales of some of these things. It's hard to tell, but there's a my 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 point in that is that there is a chance for for some positive income from these books even when they're released under a Creative Commons license. And yeah, if there's a chance that writing these books, putting them out, and developing a following with them, and people actually pay for them, those people who can actually do pay for them, then then it becomes a sustainable, it does become a bit of sustainable income. I don't think it's something that anyone could live off of, but it's, you know, it might help pay for the web services for this podcast, for instance, right, and allow, allow for, for some flexibility in that regard, which would be kind of nice. But that's not my primary motivation. Despite the fact that, it, again, from a business standpoint, using Creative Commons licenses makes the most amount of sense. Uh, makes more it makes more sense. It's easier to justify that than on the fiction side. And I'm gonna get to that in a second. Because again, if you can help, if if, if you can have help doing updates, or you know, you eventually get to the updates yourself and, and get them wrapped in and, and and done the way you like. There's your you're developing a community, you're, you're doing these, you're doing these valuable things that, that marketers are just not, people who do marketing are just realizing that, you know what, if you're not a shithead, people will actually be nice to you and, 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 and purchase the things you put out there. And so I, I, it's, it still amuses me that, you know, marketers are, are just now coming to these sorts of realizations and, and, uh, Noting the business case of not being a swindling douchebag. That's my profanity for this podcast, thank you very much. (laughs) It might not be all of it, but I think it's the first of it. So yeah, there's, at that point, using a Creative Commons license becomes a, a marketing tool for the product. So from, in my case, again, these nonfiction books that I wanna put out, you see these, you see people who do nonfiction proprietary non say closed license nonfiction your're your more typical nonfiction I, I would say the, those those people are oftentimes they'll write a lot anyone who's doing this for any level of income are often giving away one or they're, they're writing in large volumes and so they have a large inventory of these books and at least one of them they give away for free as a as a promotional thing and then oftentimes, their entire library gets com gets gets pirated, right? That that just happens, and I've talked about this in previous episodes, uh, before the hiatus. Is that that that's the sort of thing that happens? But really, that that piracy works as a promotional tool just as well as them purposefully offering one of those books for free. People find you, they like you, they want to support you. That's just again, if you're not if you're here, if you're not a jerk and you provide something of value, people naturally want to pay for that value. So if you do it so the difference between somebody who promotes their work for free and their entire library gets pirated and somebody who offers their work under a creative commons license there's from a business standpoint there's not a whole lot of difference there you do have the people who worry about the, the tragedy of the commons where if everything's for free nobody pays for anything but i think we're we're at least within the open-source community, within the the community of people who use free and open-source software, there's an understanding growing more of value. The the cliche stereotype for people who use open-source software is that they are freeloaders, right? The, 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 again, tragedy of the commons, freeloaders complex, where nobody wants to pay for anything and no one will pay for anything. And, you know, cliches and stereotypes don't exist because they're untrue, right? They exist because there's some level of truth to them. There are quite a few people in the open source free and open source software community who simply cannot pay for things or on 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 more dramatic levels will not pay for things, right? Those those people exist, but I don't think that they're necessarily in the minor the, the majority. Um, and if they if they if they were or are in the majority, the the, the ratios are 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 leveling out where where there's an understanding of of value and there's a willingness to to pay for things that are that are otherwise given away for free. Uh, that, that that that's why, for instance, the Blender Foundation has the Blender Development Fund, and people will will subscribe to that. People subscribe to the Blender Cloud, which all the content on the Blender Cloud is under a Creative Commons license, and uh, you have artists with with patreon accounts now they a lot of them will, will will opt for a walled garden exclusivity kind of kind of mindset for that but the idea is that there's still some level of value being 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 put forth you see this a lot on the on the podcast front you see people who are releasing podcasts completely for free and they have a patreon account and you no know, maybe they don't they don't make a whole lot of money but maybe they can make back their hosting costs that's what I'm saying is that there's 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 a growing understanding of that within within not just actually not just within the free and open source software community, but in in I think in the internet going public at large, the 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 computer using public at large is is started to get a if they're not getting an understanding of it, they're at least becoming comfortable with it, or vice versa. If they're not becoming comfortable with it, then that's rather if they're not if they're not becoming comfortable with it, they're at least getting an understanding of it and and, and how it might work. Now on the flip side of that. And this is where I have a bit of question marks in my head, is fiction work, right? And again, I'm I'm, right now I'm just talking about writing because that's a lot of the stuff that I'm gonna be producing this year. I'll also probably produce, like I said, I'll be, be doing the animation and various code projects as well, but a lot of the volume of what I put out this year will be in written form in both nonfiction and fiction. The case for doing fiction under a Creative Commons license is a bit more challenging i think or it is to me maybe maybe i'm thinking about it all wrong and and you know you listening to this can can help correct me on it but for instance the open movies that the blender foundation uh blender institute i should say the blender institute has been putting out the open movies that they've been putting out serve an educational purpose as well and they're really a side effect of blender development right that's 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 kind of how they're pitched, right? The, the idea is to develop new features or, or make existing features more robust in Blender by producing a animated film or a visual effects film or way back in the day, making a video game. So those are the open content projects from the Blender Institute. And they go so far as to not just release the finished work under a Creative Commons license, they also show their work, right? All of the project files that go into creating the animations, the models, the textures, render scripts, the materials, all of those things, the rigs, all of those things are released under a Creative Commons license as well. So you can literally take parts of the, you can remake the movie in total, or just take parts of the the movie, characters or backgrounds or scenes, and put them in your own work and they're all under a Creative Commons Attribution license, and so that's that's the case where we're. And the thing is that going back to the Blender Cloud, if you're not familiar with Blender Cloud, the Blender Cloud is a content platform for this kind of open open content uh, material that the Blender Institute runs. But to act, to the initial access for any of this content is a subscription fee to the Blender Cloud. That doesn't stop anybody from. Paying for a single month of the Blender Cloud, downloading all of that content, canceling their subscription, and then redistributing it for free. That's that's perfectly valid and value and 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 legal to do as per the, the Creative Commons license that they've chosen for all of that content. I don't know of anybody who's currently doing that, but that's you know that that's a subscription model tied to the Creative Commons license for fiction work right the the but it's not just fiction work right it's the it's the underpinnings of it as well it's it's the, the 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 stuff underneath it i don't know if you can do that necessarily for writing i don't i mean it can i can do that for it makes sense to do that for nonfiction, right if somebody wants to do a translation or an update of a nonfiction book then having the original markdown files in my case that that the book was written in is useful and valuable and and works very well but the the for from a fiction standpoint the story is the story right if somebody goes in and, and modifies the story then that, that 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 changes the story right so it's it's more about releasing the, the the final work and it's more more on the consuming of the story then it's not it's not as valuable for somebody who's creating new content unless again you're doing derivative works like translations and actually i'm going to get to that in a second because that—that's another complication added on fiction works. So there's there there might not be a, a hard parallel between the fiction and 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 the fiction writing and the stuff that the Blender Institute does. But there's that subscription model is, is a is a money making venture. I mean they've been able to hire artists and developers to work at the Blender Institute based on subscriptions to the Blender Cloud. So it does work in that front. And you'll see on the on the. Perhaps less creative side, more on the software development side. You'll see stuff like, well, I'll, I'll stick in the I'll stick in the Blender ecosystem for a little bit longer. There is the Blender Market. Blender Market, people will sell add-ons for Blender as well as character models, rigs, etc. And I believe I have to double-check it, but I'm reasonably sure that even though things are for sale on the Blender Market, everything is under a creative commons license or, or a, an open source license in the case of the, the add-ons that are, that are code. I'm, I'm nearly positive. Everything that's on the blender market is under a, an open license, but there's, you know, so it's not illegal to take the work and modify it and redistribute it or not modify it and redistribute it for free. That's perfectly legal though. There's a lot of goodwill in the community, and people don't generally do that sort of thing, which is very cool. I mean, this is where I think that the internet going culture has has shifted in that direction. I think that's a very cool and a very good thing. And in that same same regard, WordPress, right? WordPress is a very popular blogging platform. Now, I would go so far as to say it's not just blogging at this point. It's it's a it's it's a full fledged content management system. But there are a number of themes and plugins and extensions for WordPress and according as far as I understand the WordPress license WordPress is written in PHP and I believe it's under a GPL which means that by extension no pun intended all of those plugins and themes and any of the code that 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 works with it would also be under the GPL but there's a gigantic commercial industry behind people who write plugins and in and create themes for WordPress. And so they' they're, they're making they're making people making livings off of open source licenses, right? So bringing that back to the fiction writing side of things, does that mesh up? Is there does that work? Like I said, on the nonfiction it works. I think I think it fits the model pretty well and, and works really well. On the fiction, I'm a little bit more dubious about it. and I don't know if I'm just being if I'm, if I'm overthinking or underthinking it, but for instance, let's talk derivative work. Like, let's talk the, the, the positive side of it, which is the not not different, in some respects, from the nonfiction side of it. So, books can be, if you if you have a, a fiction story that you've written, and you release it under a Creative Commons license, that story is is available. It does serve the same value, the same the same function. Not value, the same function as you know when an author releases a short story for free, or even one of their novels for free, or it gets pirated, and they treat that as a, as a as a form of marketing, right? That freely distributed marketing side of things creates goodwill and does get exposure and visibility for the work and for the the creator, the person who wrote it. So there 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 is that positive angle on it, where it gets a little, I get a little on edge, unsure. When I get a little unsure about it is when it comes to things like derivative works. Now, remember I said a derivative work is, is when one work is, one piece of creative content is produced from another one. And, you know, I gave you the music example where somebody samples part of a piece of music and creates a new piece of music from that sample. Re, uh, mashups and remixes, you know, th- these things have been going on for years, that makes perfect sense. In the writing world, the derivative works are, you know, like. Your traditional driver work that 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 people sometimes have problems with are fan fiction right that's a derivative work someone took your story or the characters in your story and wrote another story with those characters and it's not canon but it's fan fiction and and, and technically it's a it's a copyright violation that I don't have that big of a deal that stuff's been going on for, for ages and years but you know if, if somebody if somebody were trying, like I said I'm not necessarily trying to do this but I really want just like there's a, a strong business case, for open source software, right? The, the reason why Red Hat exists and it is, is, I think last year broke $2 billion in, in revenue, I think is what it was, and why Canonical exists and SUSE exists and, and why these companies exist and can continue to exist commercially on the back of, of free software. I, I think there's a model for that on the creative commons side of things, on the open content side of things. And like, again, it's really easy. I think it's, it's making that case for nonfiction is, is dead simple. I think, I think it's obvious that somebody could, a person could derive an income, maybe not a large one, but they could derive an income writing useful, valuable nonfiction books that are released under a creative commons license. I, I truly believe that that's the case. And I might go so far as to say, I would like to prove that case with my own work. And we'll see, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not necessarily trying, but it'd be a really cool thing to say, look, the same rules that work for open oh, source software also works for creative content that's produced. And so I'm, I'm trying to logically work this out. So again, the fiction case is easy to be made. The, the non, sorry, the nonfiction case is easy to be made. The fiction case is a, is a, is a tougher nut to crack because one of the, derivatives derivatives from the intellectual property of of a written piece of fiction is like a lot of people a lot of writers who write fiction they don't necessarily make their income solely just like non-fiction writers they don't make their income solely from their written work right non-fiction writers will get consulting work based on the non-fiction they've written they'll get speaking engagements where you know people pay public speaking engagements for, for people who've written nonfiction and, and those sort of things. And that, that supplements their income for fiction writers. There's a little bit of the, the, the conference circuit, public speaking sort of thing. There's not a lot of consultation (laughs) work for fiction writers, right? That's, that's really not the same, you don't, it's not the same sort of thing, right? Unless you're being consulted on the act of writing fiction, which is a a similar thing, but not everyone can do that because not everyone has, has, not everyone who can, can write can also teach, right? Or correct. <laughs> it's too many rights in that sense. So where a lot of fiction writers will make supplemental income will be from exploiting the derivative r- copyright or derivatives, the copyright to make derivatives of their work. So they will license out the ability for people to make translations of their story. They will license, you know, there, how many different books have been changed in have been made into television series and films especially recently right that that film is a derivative work of the book the book came first the film's a derivative work it's the same story same characters yeah maybe modified maybe the book's better <laughs> but 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 it's still a derivative work it, the 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 original work was was the book the film is the, or the television show, is the derivative work. And it works in the reverse direction, by the way. If there's a, a film that works and someone writes a, a companion book for it, that's, the book is a derivative work. It's its own IP, but it's still a derivative work. But people make, a lot of writers, some writers will make their money off of this, these derivative works. The, the option, people pay for the option to make their book into a film. Or a TV show, people pay for translation rights of a, of a book to translate it to another language to be sold in in that market, right? To be translated to German or Spanish or or whatever, Portuguese, and that's how a lot of fiction writers supplement their income. But if you release your your fiction work under a Creative Commons license, then you're a, a you've you've essentially hamstrung your ability to make those deals, to make those derivative work license deals because it's already under Creative Commons license. They don't need to ask your permission and thereby pay you money to make those derivative works. And again, translations, maybe not so lucrative, but film options? Film options are a thing, right? And, and when you have the source material as, as, as base as a, a written story, right everything can spawn off of that easily i mean yeah technically someone could take one of the 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 open movies from the blender Con- uh, conference blender institute take one of those open movies and make their own derivative work from that they could take that story and maybe write a book write a short story and and sell it that's perfectly vi- viable um though that it doesn't go that direction as much outside of being marketing for the actual film. And maybe I should do that. Maybe I should I should do that as a do-it-just-because-you-can kind of thing is that take one of the open movies and, and and do a written piece based on it because the license allows it. Maybe I'll do that. I don't know. I have to make sure there's bandwidth for it this year to, to try that thing out. But my point is that an animated film or a film that's already produced it's less common to go from a, a, a finished piece like a film to a creative, I mean, to, to, a, to a, a written work like a, a novel or a short story. It's just, it's not as frequently done There's a use case for it, but again, it's not as frequently done. More commonly, you take the written thing and you derive the bigger multimedia thing, uh, thing from that. And that's how that's typically done. So, and this is the nut that I'm trying to crack is that, so like I said, I'm releasing at least one piece of of longer fiction and shorter fiction this year. And I I want to make the business case for doing it. I don't expect any of these to sell because the stories are wacky anyway. I enjoy them, but I'm not necessarily expecting anybody else to. But for somebody else, if I want to advocate open content, then I, I need to I need to be able to make that business case. I need to be able to to say if you're hey hey author author who writes novels whose name is not Arthur, never mind. <laughs> got distracted by my own talking here. So novelist. You should. I, I think you should use a Creative Commons attribution license for releasing your book. And when they give me the stink eye and tell me and, and tell me that that's an insane idea and it doesn't make any business sense whatsoever, I would like to refute it with with a strategy on how how that could be a viable way to 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 to, to run a business is to do is creating fiction under a creative commons license i mean do you have to do it in such a way that it becomes educational material and, and the, the the income is a secondary product based on you know like i said nonfiction nonfiction writers will take their their work and leverage it into consultation work and speaking engagements and 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 those sort of things when it comes to fiction is there and then it's open, free software open source software right you get the software free away for free, but you give the support. That's what you charge for. You, you When someone's using the software, then you, you can guarantee that it works for them and they get new features with support. That's, that's, that's Red, Hat, Red Hat's whole business model. What's the parallel for that in fiction? And that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And, and if I can figure that out, I think that'd be really, really fantastic. As an advocate for 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 open content, and as a as a I think just as as a cool thing in general, so like I said, this this topic is going to come up a number of times throughout the year, I think, and I, I could go on on this for a little bit longer, but I've reached the end of my commute, so I will stop talking for now, and maybe I'll continue this in a future episode, and in the meantime, I want to hear your feedback on it. Like I said, I. I, can, I think I can make it the use case for open content nonfiction pretty easily. If you'd like to refute that, throw it at me. I think there's a use case. I think there's a, a business case for open content fiction work, but it's a harder nut to crack and I'd really like to hear your thoughts on that as well. So if you've got thoughts, ideas for, for strategies on how that might work, definitely throw them at me because I'm, I'm really curious. And, and if there's enough feedback, maybe I'll devote an episode to, to, to chatting that you know what you guys say based on that especially if you guys toss some really cool ideas to me or if i'm completely off my rocker and you say you know what open content's stupid don't do any of that stick with with close content and and be happy with that then, then tell me that too i mean that's that's a it's a valid and valuable opinion so anyway i'm at the end of my commute time to get to work and there we go As I reviewed this episode before posting it, I realized that I doth protest too much with respect to my refrain of not wanting to make a living income from written work released under creative commons, uh, or written work in general. I I obviously do think that doing that would be pretty cool, and to be honest, the only real way to make a valid argument with any credibility would probably be to actually do it and become an example, a case study that other people could build from, but I I don't think we're there yet, I don't think. Um, First, we need to sort sort out the viable how, a strategy for, for doing that successfully. Then maybe we could test it. Um, like I said in the show, I've, I've got a lot more to say about this, so I expect future episodes on this topic. In the meantime, if there's something I say that does strike a chord, and you want to make a comment about it, or you have ideas about about what i said in the show you can make a comment on the podcast section of my website that's monsterjava slash podcast or you can track me down i'm jason van gumster i'm on your favorite social media site just look for monster java guns or you know, my name and then tell me what you think there i also have an email newsletter it's a plain text light traffic thing that i send out about once a month and you can get an early in on, on knowing anything that i'm up to you can subscribe to that on the sidebar of my website all right that does it for now see you next week how you get to work. Mars, I've locked myself in the ship, they've crippled me. I, I can't take off or fire the gun, and they're coming for me now. And this is the last job.